Hey everybody, this is Bishop Brian Gallardo and you're listening to the LifeGate Church Youth Ministry Podcast where we lift the name of Jesus high and empower the listener. For more information, please go to lifegatekc.org or briangallardo.com. All right, before you're seated, I want you to give somebody a high five and tell them you're either going to love it or lust it. Get, give two people a high five and tell them love it or lust it. Do you know right now that the culture that we live in right now has an agenda to push down your throat? Right now. They, they are, the culture literally is redefining the word love. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you. And culture is painting something and calling it love when really it's lust. And so tonight what I want to do is I want to do my best G-rated message on defining the two. So if you have notes, grab them. If you have a phone to write notes on, grab them. If you didn't bring notes and you see that your neighbor did, make sure you reach over and grab their notebook in Jesus' name. No, don't do that. I'm kidding. Make sure you bring a notebook on Wednesday nights. It'll help you. Okay. Culture is encouraging us in a way uh, that wants us to do something contrary to the word of God. So we're either going to love folks or we're going to lust folks. Look at your neighbor, say, don't lust them, love them. You know, love and lust have two different meanings. They mean two totally uh, different things. So I want to talk about love. We're going to define what love is, and then we're going to define what lust is. We've got 20 minutes, and then we're going to go into breakout sessions and break out and hand this microphone to Brother Duran, and we're going to, we're going to flow that way. So what is love? Look at your neighbor and say, what is love? What is love? John was one of Jesus' main disciples. It was like his right-hand guy, his right-or-die, Brother John. And Brother John said in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 8, he said, Dear friends, let us love one another. So we should be loving each other, right? For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And everyone who does not uh, love does not know God. So if you don't love each other, that means you don't know God. If you don't love the worst of the worst, that means you don't know God. Because God is love. And, and God isn't just a source of love. You can't divide God away from love because God is love. Amen, church. So knowing love means that we know God. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, we're going to break this down in breakout groups, so I'm not going to read through the whole verse. I'm going to let you all do that in breakout session. But 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is called the love chapter because it really defines what love is. And if you dive closely into that chapter, which you're going to do in breakout sessions here in a moment, uh, there are two main things you can pull out of this scripture about love. Number one, love takes a lot of work. It takes, man, it takes us, it takes us extending ourselves to love somebody sometimes, right? Because y'all know some of the people, they're hard to love, right? Come on, talk to me. Some people, they get on your ever-living last nerve, and it's just hard. Don't look at your neighbor. Sometimes it's just hard to love people, isn't it? Come on, talk to me, right? It's hard sometimes. But love, it takes work. And number two, love is not, not self-seeking. So if we're going to love somebody, that means it's because we're not concerned about self. We're concerned about them. So we use the word love very loose in our culture. We say, I love my mom, but I love Jordans. We'll say, I love Brother Matthew, but I also love Taco Schmell. You know, Taco Bell's not real Mexican food, y'all know. Just because they got chalupas don't mean they're real chalupas, okay? It's not real Mexican food. We say, I love so-and-so, but I also love my iPhone. Those are two different types of love. Can you say amen? amen? 
those kind of loves don't have the same weight and I want you to know tonight that love is deeper than us loving Jordans loving our iPhone loving food loving school just kidding loving love is different when it comes to biblical kind of love so culture is trying to define love as a feeling I feel love toward you right but that's not love love isn't just a feeling love is a verb it's a verb now i'm not i'm not a school i, I didn't do good in school y'all know that my, my uh, morgan and, and madison please don't judge me but I, I didn't do good in school you know they're like the brains of the church they're so intelligent but I, I didn't do good in school but i know what a verb means a verb means it means you do something it means action right so eli i want you to do something for me real quick i want you to stand up i want you to run to your dad and i want you to run and sit back down everybody give him some love come on give him some love all right all right He's a pretty fast runner. Put him on the football team. I got it. Okay. So that was an action. Now, it, now, if he would have just sat there and looked at me and said, I feel like loving on the inside, but I'm not going to do it on the outside, he wouldn't have ran, right? Can we all say amen? And a lot of times in church culture, in, in our youth ministries, we say we love each other on the inside, but we don't say we love each other on the outside. Well, we don't know we love you or you love me unless you prove it. Because love, everybody say love, love. is an action. So I can tell if you love somebody how, by how you treat them. I can tell if somebody loves you by what they say about you when you're not in the room. Come on. I, I can tell you somebody loves you based off how they reciprocate that love. Y'all rowdy tonight. My God, help me, Jesus. Okay. And in many times in our culture, we take selfish desire and we call it love. We take an emotional charge because they look so fine and all of a sudden we just feel this way. We call that love, but that's not love. We, we take physical attraction. Oh, they look good. Oh, I just felt this thing in my spirit. That wasn't your spirit. That, that's called emotional chemistry. Well, you can have emotional chemistry with a Satanist. Come on in here. You can be physically, some people are physically attracted to the same sex. That doesn't mean that's love. That means that's emotional charge lust. Uh-oh. The world is perverting the word love. We, we are saying love is something that really is lust. Let's talk about what lust is. When we say the word lust, many of us automatically go to hookup culture. We, we automatically go to body count. We automatically go to pornographic images that we stream on our phones in the middle of the night. Come on. I know nobody in here, but I know people out there. Come on. Um, it, it, it all of a sudden starts to make us think about things that are totally evil and vile. But the fact of the matter is every person in this room lusts after something. Lust can be bad and lust, lust can be good. Lust really means, in scripture, it means to crave. Come on. And when, when, when we're young, it's wrong to crave the wrong things. And when we get older, just because you get married, listen, I want to fix all y'all's theology because some of y'all are a little out there a little bit. You think just when you get married, you won't lust anymore, but that's a lie. I've counseled hundreds of people that still have a sexual lust problem for other people after they get married. Being free in Jesus means you disciple your cravings. Help me. I'm trying to help you tonight. Look at your neighbor and say he's going to help you, so just chill. Lust is something that takes place in our thoughts and in our minds. Lust, 
tries to get us to play into action with sin. It's a craving for a thing. Somebody say a thing. Say it really loud. Say a thing. So I'm going to give you a few things of what lust is and what lust isn't. Watch this. Number one, lust is about stuff, things, but love is about people. So what we lust for, it's because we lust for stuff that's wrong. And it's the opposite of love because love cares about people. True love is directed in people's way. True lust is directed at self's way. Lust cause us to bypass your feelings to satisfy my feelings. Because lust is about what I want and love is about what you want. Just say amen, Bishop. We hear you. Lust requires only feelings. But love don't require feelings. What are you talking about? Lust requires feeling and action. I mean, love. Love requires feeling and action and commitment once the feeling is gone. Come on in here. I've been married for 20 years, and my wife will tell you, sometimes she don't feel love for me. Now, I do for her, but she's sometimes, no, I'm kidding. You, sometimes you don't feel, but you, you, you're committed. Come, why are y'all looking at me funny? We're committed, so that's what we do after the feeling's gone. I'm going home to her because I'm committed to her. Well, don't you feel butterflies every day? No. Love is more than a feeling. That, that's lust. Lust is only feeling based. I feel like I want the cookie. Come on. I feel like I want 12 Snickers, right? I feel like I want four scoops of ice cream. I feel like I want the booty on the side. I feel away. Why are y'all looking at me funny? I go to your schools. I know what, I was a teenager once. Don't look at me like that. Stop looking at me. Stop. Stop looking at me like. Did he say that in church? Yes. You read about it. You watch it. You listen to it at school. You know, let's be real for just a second. When you lust, you lust for a person. When you crave them, you crave a person. Lust turns a person into a craved object. When you stop seeing that person like Jesus sees them because you want them, you make that person an item, a thing, and an object, and you strip them of their humanity, lust. The second thing about lust, this is all biblical-based. We don't have time to get into it because I've got 12 minutes. Lust is a feeling. Love is an action. Let's all say that together. Okay. So loving someone is knowing them. Lusting someone is wanting them. This is why pornography is so dangerous. Because you mess your brain up. Do you know that pornography rewires your brain? And it releases the same craving that heroin releases in a heroin addict? To where you're not satisfied until you have your fix? Did you know that? That's a real psychological thing. That's, that's, really, that's a real a biological thing about pornography. Pornography makes men view women as an object and makes, makes them view men as an object. And pornography makes women view women as an object and makes women view men as an object, not people. 
Because if they could see them as people, they would understand that most porn stars are drug addicts and about ready to commit suicide and are brokenhearted, busted, been raped, been molested, come from broken homes and are in the system and can't get out. Most, most of them. So lust is a feeling, love is an action. Lust is self-focused, love is others focused. Number three, lust is selfish, love is selfless. Y'all are really quiet all of a sudden. I don't know if it's because it said booty in church or what. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't talk like that at church. Well, you should re read the Bible because there's a lot of stuff in there. Praise the Lord. Just read the book of Genesis. My God, you're like, ooh, 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 ooh. Right? Help him, Lord. Thank God we ain't no Old Testament no more. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, here's the third thing about lust. Lust is selfish. Love is selfless. They both have a mission. Lust has a mission in your life. So does love. Lust has the mission. You know what it is? It's personal satisfaction and personal gain. Please self. You know, that's why some people, they sneak to their bedroom in the middle of the night and they take the box of cookies with them and they eat the whole box of cookies because they want to satisfy self. Them Oreos, my God, them Oreos. Come on, them Oreos are a demon. Come on. You can't eat just 20. You got to eat the whole pack. What's that? Double stuffed. Oh, dear Jesus. He's calling out his own demons. Double stuffed, Bishop. That's my, I'm right there. Lesson for them double stuffed. Praise God. Okay. Lust wants self to be ple pleasure, don't it? Self-satisfaction. And so you're no, you will, listen, oh, here we go. Help me, Jesus. Y'all ready for this? You will know that you are lusting a person, craving after someone, if all you think about is having them. I want them as my girl. I want them as my guy, my, 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 my thing, my boo. Even when I'm with my boo. I'll tease you about you. Hey. All I think about is you. It's about having them, right? That's lust, right? It's about self. Please me. But love's not that way. Just like lust is about me, love is all about you. Come on, love. Jesus is the display of love. It's all about you. Do you love them or do you lust them? Y'all know who I'm talking about? Who, who you talking about? Who you talking about? You know who I'm talking about. You know, right? You know. You, ooh, ooh, they, ooh, praise the Lord. I'm going to youth ministry because, boy, Wesley be looking fine. In the, ba in the back, in the back. Hey, we got to build this youth ministry somehow. What? Bring all the good-looking people. No. Are you wanting your boo? Or do you care about the person? Do you honor the person? If you honor the person, you'll respect the person. Y'all want to hear a funny story? Pastor Jillian was trying to holler at me when we started dating. Right? It's a true story. True story. True story. She called me on the phone and she says, Hi. I said, What's up, baby? No, I didn't say that. I said, What's up, Sister Jillian? I called her Sister Jillian at this phase. And she called me Pastor. 
Oh, you called me bishop way back then? She's like, I want you to be my bishop. No. So, so, so she called me. She said, Bishop. I said, yes, Sister Jillian. Literally, that's what we called each other. Yes, Sister Jillian. She said, I have to tell you something. I said, what do you have to tell me? I knew she wanted to tell me. She said, I have to tell you something. I said, what do you have to tell me? She goes, I'm just nervous. I said, well, what do you have to tell me? Just tell me. She said, okay, here we go. She said, I love you. First time she told me I love you. You know what I said? Guess what I said? No, no, you be quiet, honey. Guess what, guess what I said? Anybody guess? Anybody else? I, almost. Anybody else? You would think I said I love you too, right? That's not what I said. Here's what I said. Here's what I said. Because I cared about her and her relationship with her parents. I said, what does your father think about that? Oh, yeah. You say, Bishop, that wasn't very fly. I wasn't trying to impress her. I already impressed her. I was trying to impress her daddy because I cared about her. So you know what I did? I said, let me call and ask your dad if it's okay to love you. <laughs> I hung up the phone, called, called Pastor Becker. He said, yes, son. I said, uh, Pastor Becker, sir, um, I really care about the person that your daughter is. And I would really like to love her with your permission, sir. Honestly, got your story. He said, well, what's your intentions? I said, sir, I would like to marry her one day, sir. He said, are you broke? No, sir. Are you in debt? Have no debt, sir. Do you have a house? No, sir. Get a house, then you can marry her. Yes, sir. I hung up the phone. I called her back. I said, hey, Sister Jillian. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. I'm, mad, I'm kind of mad at you right now. Why? Because you said, you, I, you, you said I, I said, you said. I got to call your dad. I said, yes, Sister Jillian, but I want you to know that I love you too. So then I'm saying all this to say, I didn't just want her. I saw her and loved her as a person. So then, so then check this out, y'all. I went to a financial advisor, paid him like $150. I said, here's what I need you to do. I'm about to ask this girl to marry me. And I need you to write up all of my financial information. I want you to run my social security number. I want you to do a printout of what I have invested in. I want you to give me a printout of my IRA. I want you to give me a printout of all the debt that I don't have. Show that I have everything paid off. And I want you to show the debt of my house. I want you to, I want you to show what I have in savings, what I have in checking, because I got to go talk to her daddy. Oh, yes, I did. So I sold my car. I went down the used car lot, and I bought me, with cash, a used car. So I had no debt, no credit card debt. And I went and purchased a house, $55,000. My mortgage payment was $355. What? <laughs> Praise Jesus. Where are them days? Hallelujah. My grandpa called it a lean-to with an addition. It was a dump. Anyway, so... I called Reverend Becker. I said, Pastor Becker, I'd like to meet with you and Sister Bauer Becker. And um, I, I really care about your daughter, so I would like to meet with you. So he said, sure, let's set it up this time, and we'll meet together. So I got in my car, and I drove to her mom and dad's house. But before I did that, I swung by the jewelry store, what, and picked out a ring. I know that's right, with cash. And I went, I met them in Michigan at this campground. And it was her and her mom and myself and my beautiful wife around the table. 
And we sat at the table and I said, sir and sister Becker. So it was just sir and miss. It wasn't none of this. What up, Jeffrey? No. Because I respected her. I didn't just want her. I loved her. So I slid this financial information over to my father-in-law and I slid, the, I slid the ring over right in front of her. I said, uh, Pastor Becker and Sister Barb, um, I, would, I really, I love uh, Sister Jillian and um, I, I really would like to marry Sister Jillian. Um, she's a precious person in my heart. I think she's an incredible woman of God and we're gonna change the world together. And I said, I just wanted to show you, I don't have any debt other than my home. My mortgage payment is very low, and I'd like to put this ring on her finger and ask your permission to marry me, and I've set up my finances in a way she don't have to work for an entire year when we get married so she can settle because we were eight hours away from each other. Here's what he said. Well, you don't have much, <laughs> but you have something. And he said, I can tell that you honor my daughter, that you love her and that you don't just want her. And so because you've honored her this way, I will tell you, yes, you may marry her, but you have to do, ask her right now. I said, no, sir. <laughs> can I make it special? He said, okay, you can make it special. And I told you that story to say this. Sometimes in life, when you grow a little, and you mature into the person God has you to become. Ladies, don't you get with no man that's not gonna honor you. Yeah. Gentlemen, don't treat these ladies like, like an item, like a piece. Come on. Ladies, you should have said amen on that even louder. Here's what I think needs to happen at LifeGate Church. I think we ought to work on how we treat the ladies at LifeGate Church. What? Come on, man. Let me hear you. Yeah. There we go. Gentlemen, I think it's time we treat our ladies like queens and not items. Yeah. Which means I'm going to be looking at you. I need the adults to help me watch these young men. That means we open the door for girls. Come on, that, mean, that means we treat them like the queens they are. Come on in here, gentlemen, y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on, how you practice now treating ladies is how you will one day treat your wife. Come on. And we should start treating them like the ladies and the women of God that God has given us at LifeGate Church. Y'all men ain't saying nothing in here. Are we going to lust them or love them, gentlemen? Are we going to lust them or love them, gentlemen? Ladies, are we going to lust these men of God? Or are we going to love these men of God? So I think it's time, ladies, we start treating our men like young men of God and be careful what we're dressing in. Listen, ladies, put more clothes on in the summertime. Let's present ourselves, ladies, as women of God to respect these... Say, love it or lust it, baby. Look at your neighbor. Say, love it or lust it. Look at your neighbor. Say, love it or lust it. How many, how many of y'all want to start loving instead of lusting each other? I'm not talking here. I'm talking everywhere. Then we got to treat each other right.